Live and local. Across the city. And South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. Hello, I'm Lewis Herbert. I used to be the City Council's leader. I used to sit in the other chair in these studios, but I've been asked, well I asked, um, to produce a couple of programmes and it's under the banner Cambridge Challenges. And the point is really just to look at some of the issues that are a lucky city, a prosperous city's difficulties. Um, It doesn't come simple. And so the first couple of programmes we're going to be looking at inequality um, starting today, but also in a month's time a programme about homelessness and also some of the work that's coming together to tackle inequality given how tough life is for a lot of people in our city at the moment, made much worse with energy price rises and food going up. So it's, that's the aim and, and who knows, we may be able to get on to some other issues uh, in the autumn. So for today, um, we're really talking to people about the help that's out there for members of the public, households, families, um, and a lot of it is about money. So we start off with Richard from the Citizens Advice Bureau, who's both an advisor and an energy advisor. And energy is a big issue, as we'll say later on with the doubling of bills. And then uh, we'll talk to Teresa, who is a family work- worker with the Red Hen Project in North Cambridge. And that emphasises just the amount of support that families need at a time like this and mental health and issues much wider uh, than just money but money's often at the heart and finally Katrina Berryman who's a trustee at Cambridge Aid and how they target the money that they give in hundreds of applications and support packages because people just can't survive on uh, on what they're getting. I've got in the studio with me Richard Curtis from the Citizens Advice Bureau in Cambridge, which is a really important organisation for our city. And Richard is both a money advisor and an energy advisor. So I'm really looking, Richard, just to get a a picture of the kind of challenges that you're hearing from people. But maybe first a bit about how CAB assists and and what you see the role, your role and the role of the team. Yes, thanks, Lewis. Um, Yeah, in terms of myself, I've been with the Citizens Advice um, in Devonshire Road for about nearly seven years now. Started off as a money advisor, worked on to be a money advice specialist and energy specialist as well. And in terms of what we do, it's it's a combination of volunteers um, and paid advisors. Um, and we help them across a you know quite a wide range. So in terms of the clients contacting us initially, that would be that's via our advice line. Now, when they contact us, obviously it could be a, ver- a variety of different problems. But what we're certainly seeing in these past, I would say, six months, um, especially, is people just really struggling to make ends meet. We call a lot the, the jams, the just about managing people who through the pandemic um, really started to struggle. Obviously, there's quite a lot of challenges during the pandemic itself, people going on to furlough. And then you had, you know, last September, you were looking at the universal credit initial payment that was given to to help them through the pandemic that was removed um, they went back to normal on that and um, but also last october the energy the first energy 
price rises came in um, and that really started to, to, to affect people in, in quite a big way. We sort of came through Christmas um, and although we were starting to come out of the pandemic, we then came into a, a period in April where these price rises um, came again uh, for the energy and, and obviously they were really quite significant, um, more than what we'd seen in the October um, of last year. Um, and really we're now seeing people, they've, they've tried different things and they really can't see how they're, how they're going to be managing. And, and so what, that's what they've come to us for. And so when they do call, um, we will do an assessment. So we'll do an initial exploration with the with the client to find out details about them and their household and what their circumstances are. Um, and then we will give our advice based on our expertise um, in, in this field, which is general advice. Um, and we can make referrals to not only in-house and maybe different projects that we're working on and, and different areas, but also other agencies that we've got links with. Um, so we're really trying to help the client in the best way, um, you know, for them. Um, but a lot of it is trying to open client's eyes to what's out there. You know, a lot of the time uh, clients uh, are just not aware of the benefits they're entitled to. So doing that benefit check for a lot of people is quite key. If, if I was giving out some advice as to what people could do for themselves, it was get a benefit check done, either if you if you've got the capability to do it, um, a family member or friend to help you. But if not, then, you know, we can absolutely do that for them. So people cope, but they come to a point where yes. where they hit the crunch. Absolutely. And you're able to open their eyes to some of the ways that that there is help and particularly if they're not claiming their full benefit absolutely yeah yeah so in terms of the people and we've already been through the pandemic which was challenging enough mm. are you seeing an increase in numbers are you seeing different types of people than you saw before i mean certainly in the first year of the pandemic and um, we really saw sort of an explosion of of the numbers almost doubled in that first year that did calm down a bit and um, it was still busier than pre-pandemic and we're still seeing busier than pre-pandemic uh, numbers uh, coming through to us. Obviously because of the increase in numbers people do find it difficult to get through um, on the phone um, but it's just about being you know, a little bit persistent about just giving us a, a call. You can leave a voicemail as well um, but yeah it's, it, you know that side of things is, is what, what people need to do. So it's email, uh, voicemail, getting through, getting through but, but particularly uh, the phone line and a phone discussion is 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 at the heart absolutely and there's a lot you can do I mean we, we d really didn't change our service in terms of stopping any element of it you know we were still assisting people to do a benefits form we were still helping people um, solve their debts by you know going through a full debt process um, and going down a certain debt solution that was suitable for them and um, so we didn't stop any elements of that and we're able um, to still do that over the phone it is you know there are challenges certainly paperwork especially is is one of those we do try to cater for both those that are digitally able and and those that aren't you know you you just need to bear in mind the very vulnerable people out there that you know are not on the internet and you just try to try to help people as best you can with the resources you've got 
and they can then come in and have the discussion and then you can do some of the follow-up that might be easier for others. Let's say the doors aren't open, so we'll have those discussions over the phone. But And it is a free phone number, just to point out the advice line number. We can have that discussion with people, get all the information, give them the advice um, and, and help them to, to get the best help they can. In terms of the people that are coming to you, are there different people this this time? And mm, I mean, what we've certainly noticed over the past couple of years is there is a, a younger element of society that is coming through to us looking back over the pre-pandemic certainly the 40 plus going up to sort of the old age pensioner was a key element of our client um, base Um, but we've certainly noticed those mid-20s to mid-30s really from the start of the the pandemic I, I don't have any full explanation of that but potentially you know that could be elements of furlough could have started that process and certainly those potentially were just about managing and you you also give energy advice yes um i mean i was looking at the figures and i I really haven't thought about it and perhaps a number of members of the public haven't until it comes into next winter but yeah i mean an energy bill that was perhaps 1300 before april went up then to nearly 2,000 and is projected to go up to 2,800. And those are eye-watering numbers, um, particularly as that's over £100 a a month um, uh, increase. So what kind of advice and perhaps what kind of opportunities are there? There's lots of different schemes, including to try and help members of the public with their own homes. But a lot of people might be in private rented. They may be already in housing, which isn't very well insulated. Yes, absolutely, uh, Lewis. There's, um, yeah, as you say, quite frightening when you look at it. I mean, Mm. the piece I was reading yesterday is looking at it going up even further than that. I think it was just under the 3,000 average mark. So that's about a 51% increase. It is a worrying time for people, especially when they've experienced such a big jump um, in April. There is obviously help out there that the government has um, has sort of broadcast in the last sort of few weeks. Obviously, energy bills, they're going to take £400 off everyone's energy bill. Now, they've not disclosed the full detail of that, but the expectation is that it will be not one block £400, but that would maybe be like a £66 one month, £66 the next, and so on, to get you through um, a few months and get you through the winter, which is typically um, in this country now, sort of January, February, March is the colder months, um, rather than give you a block 400 off um, in October. But details are still sort of to come out on that. The council tax rebate, the £150, which... It was meant to be sort of the only help that people would get directly into their bank accounts. Um, so that is obviously for people who are council tax bans um, A to D. And that has been given to, to clients from sort of, you know, May time, April, May time. That's already started to come out. Um, and that process is still ongoing until the end of September. Now, those that were paying by direct debit, that was given to them directly. If you weren't on direct debit, then uh, the council will have sent a code out for Cambridge City. And then you would need to go online to actually 
enter a few details, put that code in that they've sent you. Not everyone maybe can do that. And again, if they want to give us a call, then we can sort of talk and help them through. It's important that that 150 um, is claimed, because obviously that's what it's there for to, to assist, um, and then that it finds its way to help in the best way it can. I think my worry about a lot of this help that's coming out is coming out into people's bank accounts and maybe won't find its way to help in, in the best way. Many people do not look at the bank accounts very often and not really clear on where money's coming from. That would be my fear, that it goes into people's bank accounts, um, a lot of this help, um, but it's important either that that's set aside or it's paid directly um, onto your energy account. I mean, in terms of other help, there's £150 uh, coming for disability benefits. Um, so for that, you needed to qualify up to the 25th of May of this year. That's going to be paid September uh, 22. So that's if you claim currently um, DLA, PIP, um, attendance allowance and a couple of other um, sort of more obscure ones like the armed forces, independent pay and the war pension mobility um, supplement. Um, so if you get one of those, then it's £150 that you'll get into your, um, into your bank account where your benefits are paid. There's also the £650, uh, which is the cost of living payment, um, and that one's going to be split over two payments. Um, so the first one is 326 um, and then the second one being 324 the first one being paid from the 14th of July up to the end of July, um, and then the next one would be paid in the autumn, but they've um, still to release um, sort of a date on that one. And that's if you're getting the benefits such as universal credit, income-based JSA, income-based ESA, income support or pension credit, the guaranteed element. And again, it's the same period, so it's the sort of up to the 25th of May that you are either in receipt of those benefits or you've made a claim and that goes through to you actually being awarded, you know, that benefit. So you've got quite a lot of checking to do because you've essentially got uh, universal payments, like the, albeit targeted because yes. the council tax banding helps, but you've got that universal payment and then you've got a further universal payment in the autumn. Yes. Is it right to say that you've effectively got uh, entitlements for everybody, which everybody needs to check, yes. but you've got particularly uh, the need if you are in a receipt of different types of benefit already? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. there's another one, um, Warm Home Discount, which has been around for a, a good few years now. Now, that one, they're talking about changing the eligibility of that one slightly um, and making it more of a direct payment to people Whereas up until now, it's been one that you would have to have gone out and claimed and fill it, filled in a form. This one appears to be, and it's still to be signed off by the government um, in terms of the, how they're actually going to administer this. Um, but this one looks to be that it will be, again, for people on benefits. A lot of those ones that I've just mentioned in terms of the, the universal credit, etc. Um, and also if you're fuel poor for that to come out as an automatic payment again into people's energy accounts this time so that would be um, 150 pounds is so it was 140 last year so just upping it um just slightly and um, but that one at least gets applied to the electric account and it gets to where it, it needs to get to but that sounds like um richard one of those benefits that some people may not have claimed it unless they yes knew about it that's right so it's it's an example that says next winter 
you, you've got to start thinking now. Yes. And you, you just need to see your personal circumstances. So the, the warm homes discount, when you, you, you mentioned uh, people who are fuel poor and there is a national definition, what's a simple way of explaining whether or not someone is fuel poor? Yeah, there, there isn't really a simple expl- okay. exploration. But in terms of how I, what, what they've used previously is if your income so if you take your income and 10% or more is spent on your energy, um, then that was certainly one definition. And Does that mean that the government, Richard, put a lot more money in for next winter? Um, well, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> and also in terms of other help around, um, there's the Household Support Fund. This is claimed through the primarily through the county council so the cambridgeshire county council um so go into their website so one target group um is pensioners um and this is to be claimed through age uk so this is uh, for those that are in financial hardship um i've seen and they've given me no details on what that actually means for them um i've got a telephone number if you want me to, to yeah read give that, that one out so that's age uk so it's 01223 Two two one nine two nine. So that's oh one two two three two two one nine two nine. Or you can email HSF at age UK CAP. That's all one word. dot org. dot UK. And some of those are just one off payments. Yes, that's right. It's very much the thing with the the household support fund. It's very much deemed as one off, one off. So once you've accessed it. Um, then you you can't keep on going back. There's also some trusted partners around the city and South Cams, East Cams, um, that, again, you can speak to if you're dealing with those already. Again, there's several on the Cambridge County Council website. Um, you can access those. And then there's support with sort of food and household energy, and there is an application form on that. Now, these are really for people who to be eligible for it, um, who have not accessed it before, um, but they earn less than seventeen thousand nine hundred and forty um, in a year. Is that a household or a person? That's, yeah, that's that's well. I mean, they've said it's for for the person, um, so it depends on how they're going to define it. Um, so in the application form, um, it will ask you for those details, or you're in receipt of particular benefits. And again, a lot of what I've already. Um, describe pension credit, universal credit, and that side of things. There's an online application form. Um, fill in a few details. Literally takes you less than a minute to do that, um, and then that will go off, and then they'll get back to you within sort of five days. And people can get help with the form if they need it. Yes, absolutely. We've helped a few people. Yeah. Um, you know, with that, and maybe they haven't had um, internet access, so we've been able to do that over the phone. It literally just takes uh, literally a minute uh, to do, and then that goes off, and then they can contact the client directly don't need to come back through us again okay so give us your email address and your phone number so that particularly the phone numbers are obviously a key route uh, for people um so it's 0808 278 7808 i'll just repeat that so it's 0808 278 7808 
Um, so that's our advice line. So it's Monday to Friday, 9 till 5. In terms of the email, it's more of an electronic form that you fill in. So if you go to contact us on our Cambridge Citizens Advice um, website, um, we can also do a, a callback. So if someone you know, doesn't want to keep or can't get through uh, for whatever reason, then they can um, ask for a callback. Um, and then we'll make an attempt to, to call them back and, and see if we can help them as sort of best we can, really. If I could just go back to the NG for a second mm. um, and just a, a few little bits of advice that people could do. So one is to get their accounts in good shape. Um, and that means meter readings. So that's regular meter readings. I would, you know, say once a month. Uh, and particularly be, ahead of October. But, it's, but yeah, particularly ahead of that time, because you you want to be able to, if you're paying by direct debit, to pay it on actual figures. They're not on ones that have been sort of made up by someone made up else, or ones that is is based on something that was concocted by a computer sort of a couple of years ago, and you're still sort of on that path. Put in a meter readings. Get your account up to date and that will give your energy company a real good feel for how much you're using now in terms of there's been a lot of sort of bad press i suppose over the last few months about direct debits and energy companies hiking up various different um, customers um, direct debits now Ofgem have done an investigation into this and they've um, just released a new a license to the um, to the energy companies and what they've done is in terms of this direct debit what it used to say was to take all reasonable steps that the direct debit is right and um, they've changed that wording and it, it now says best and most current information so it really does say that they can't just pull these figures out of the air they need to be basing it on actual figures and if someone takes their 12 months annual usage so that will be on your bill. Um, usually on the front page, it will say what your next 12 months looks like um, in pound notes and also in kilowatt hours. Is there a particular month the energy companies issue that? No, it, it does vary sort yeah. of... Um, yeah. So the, people have got to look out the last one. But, yeah, but, that's right. But, yeah. but also just do the sums and, and, do the and sums. get the monthly rate currently that's yeah. right so if you can take that annual usage divided by 12 that's really what you should be paying yeah. um sort of on a monthly basis if it gets far far too high i mean you can take some of that money back um it's your right to as a customer and um, but i would just urge you to not take it all and um, to keep at least a month in there so you've got a month buffer and that is what the energy companies will be looking for um to make sure that you're not in debt um, they'll want to make sure that that's, um, that's in the right place and thinking that you're going to be building up a bit of extra during the summer months so that when it comes to the winter, um, you're not paying a lot more than you should. The idea is, certainly with the direct debit, um, that you are pulling on some of that extra credit that you've built up during the summer. Those people are on prepayment. These things that we've been talking about don't exclude you they do but you might just receive some of the things in a in a different way in terms of the warm home discount that generally would come out in a voucher which you would then take to the shop 
So in terms of um, citizen advice and, and what we will do as part of um, the advice giving process, we'll assess people as to whether they need a food or a fuel voucher as well. And that's something that we can issue for them as well. So someone on a prepayment meter will be able to have a code sent to them and they can take that to the shop and then they can get some fuel put onto their key or their card. Um, and obviously the food voucher, um, we, you know, we've been doing for a long, long time now. It's a link up with the Cambridge City Food Bank, various different locations. And again, we will assess individual. They're not like ones you can depend on for a huge length of time, but they're certainly ones that we to can tie give out people over. absolutely and if they're in crisis need then we can give those to, to help them through you know a few days okay. i mean this is complicated but but people need to start thinking and they need to, to work it out it has to be before the winter hits hard because that period january to march that's right people are going to see a big increase in their bills they will so are there particular websites or places that that some of this can be unraveled so people can see what are the specific extra benefits or, or yeah, opportunities? I mean, uh, so in terms of doing a benefit check, as I say, we can help with that. Yep. Um, but if you want to do your own, you can go to um, www.turntous, that's T-U-R-N, the number two, and U-S, .org.uk. And there's entitled to which is entitled, so E-N-T-I-T-L-E-D-T-Zero.co.uk. So there are two that you can go to to perform a, a benefit check. It will take about sort of five, ten minutes to do. It will ask you a series of questions, and then at the end of that, um, that will present you with, well, you could be um, possibly claiming this or claiming that. And, and they'll build in these new one-off quick fix or or interim items that people can have a go for not necessarily on on that they will no. very much look at the benefits like yep. universal credit um and that side of things um but they will yeah they will look at the the benefit side of things not necessarily all the other other payments but we can certainly um help on that um as well um you know, in terms of other websites, there's a really good one set up by the government, which is moneyhelper.org.uk. That's got loads of really, really good advice. The moneysavingsexpert.com, as, as, yeah. as always, um, has got it as well. Lots of really good tips. But I think for me, you know, if you're in a position where you're really, really worried, you know, there are a few sort of key steps that, that I would say. The first one is to draw up your own income and expenditure sheet. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but you just want to know what's coming in, what money is coming in and what money is going out. So you've got a clear picture yeah. on, on, you know, does it balance? Is it in deficit? You know, what what have I got to play with? Can you increase your income? That's the second point. So this is where the benefit checks, making sure you're access, uh, you know, you're accessing all of the stuff that we've talked about. You know, can you reduce your spending in any areas? Yeah. You know, things like food and, and that side of things is on the increase as well. So it doesn't help. But is there any incidentals is there any things you don't really need it's about trying to cut your cloth according um, to what your financial picture is um, and budget your money look to try to get it to last until your next payday whenever that be so if, if it's four weeks away then can you chunk your money up and, and do that 
pay your priority bills as soon as you're paid. Again, so and, and think ahead, given that some of these uh, benefits or entitlements are going to be paid two or six months before yes. you're really, really going to need that money. Absolutely, by paying your energy by paying your council tax and rent those are the key things which are your real priorities and if they're taken out let's say by a direct debit or something as soon as you get paid then you can't spend it on other things mistakenly or not Um, and so it gets to the right right place seek help for any debts there's a lot of people out there which are in debt they're making debt payments and that in itself is causing financial hardship because you know, it's being paid on debts, but is there a debt solution there? So again, that's something that we can help with and we can go through what debt solutions there are um, suitable for people. No, thank you. Thank you. That's covered a huge amount of ground in uh, less than half an hour. Are are there ways that people can help the CAB? Um, Obviously, you've got volunteers, but I mean, you don't run on fresh air either. No, we don't. And you're you're obviously going to be helping a lot of people over the winter. Yes. I mean, if they they can visit our website, then we've got a donations um, section on there. And they can make a donation. That would be very gratefully received. Uh, They can volunteer for us. So, again, on the website right at the top, you know, you can go to volunteer for us um, and then you can fill a form in and whatever you've got to offer in terms of hours whether it be you know a few hours or a day or two um, then very gratefully received I think people also look at your neighbor your friend your family member if they're not digitally inclined then can you help them and I'll give you one example before I go. So we've got some elderly relatives who, who we help in this respect. Um, so they had a house insurance renewal come through for them, which was £263. Um, and that also wanted to tie them in for three years. Um, and I said, that's a bit expensive for house insurance. That was for contents and, and the building. And so I ran a comparison and we managed to switch them and they're now paying £110 for the year. And it's things like that which if everyone looks at not only themselves, but if they can help others um, do that as well, um, then I wouldn't say it's going to solve all the problems, but it's certainly going to make things um, a a little bit easier um, going forward. So helping people around you as well, a neighbour, a relative, but also just, as you say, doing that checklist, what are you spending it on? Are there some of the other ways? Can you get the same service... For less money. For a little bit less. That's right. Particularly because times are hard. Yes. Well, thank you for coming in no and giving all, me such a, a big summary. We're going to put a, a bunch of info on Cambridge 105 Radio's website. And I expect that there will be a lot more info coming because a number of the government announcements are still to be finished off. Whether it's people who are general members of the public who have got entitlements coming um, or specifically people who in different ways can either be entitled to more help on energy but also help like the county council scheme. Uh, that's the way to find it out more is to, is to talk to you. Absolutely. Um, but particularly do a bit of their own research before, I think, so that they, they've just got an idea about what they need to know more about. So thank you and thank you to the whole CAB team because we know how many people you help. Thanks very um, much. There's hidden income out there for Absolutely. people. Absolutely, yeah, go claim it. So Thanks thank you, Richard. Thank you. So uh, I'm going to move on uh, after a brief break, and we're going to talk to our friends from Red Hen, who in a different way 
support families in the city and gives you an idea of some of the other challenges that families are facing. Um, and it is a difficult time, and it's not going to get easier this winter. But if you need help, do ask. Cambridge 105 Radio. You're listening to Lewis Herbert, and we're talking about inequality, um, one of Cambridge's challenges on Cambridge 105 Radio. So I've got Teresa Quornby with me, and Teresa's a family worker at Red Hen who operate out of north of Cambridge, and um, 24 years of help as a charity, and then a bit before that. So, Teresa, tell us a bit about Red Hen and what's your role and contribution? Hi, yeah, thank you. So, um, the Red Hen Project, yeah, we work in CB4, predominantly working with primary school-aged children, but we work with the entire, entire family. And our role is really just to re- help families and the community to raise happy, healthy, independent children. We focus on those families that are experienced challenges in their lives, but we also run groups where all families are more than welcome and they can come and access our support through those groups. So, yeah, I guess we're trying to prevent families from hitting crisis level um, and then to help sort of bring those families back up onto their feet. So how far is income, family income, a big factor in in their experiences? And, 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 and what's the position that you're seeing at the moment? Income is huge when red hen um started that was not it wasn't anywhere near what it is now and obviously with the pandemic that has increased tenfold families were losing jobs there wasn't work so they were suddenly having families that weren't accessing accessing benefits were suddenly having to try and figure out the benefit system and suddenly having to access that and if any of you ever looked to the system it is not it is not a simple system to, nav- yeah, we, we, to navigate. We, yeah, we, we've heard earlier um, from Richard at the CAB and just listening to it, you can see how complicated it is for people. All of our family workers have done benefits training. We still need to go to CAB all the time um, for their input and for their help because the system is just, it's not straightforward to navigate for any for anybody unless you're CAB. And even they, I think, probably struggle sometimes, but they're incredible. It's not easy to access mistakes seem to be made quite frequently so families will suddenly not have access to money they were expecting or they'll be overpaid and suddenly they're expected to pay a wadge of money back and actually working out for yourself how much you should get be getting is a minefield financially that is the finances of our families is now something we're working with on a much larger much much larger scale because it impacts on impacts on everything um you know if you're you're struggling to pay your to pay your rent to pay your bills the electric costs have gone up food costs have gone up you're struggling to feed your children your mental health suffers it affects every aspect of your life you're trying to hide that from your children you don't want them to know that you're struggling or to really know that impact or for it to and they do know kids are very, they're very intuitive they know when parents are struggling you're still trying to give your children the same as everyone else has and you just haven't got the funds and that's when we often end up there's the spiraling into debt and that's really hard and how do you engage Teresa with the families on on issues like money yeah so it's it can be quite tricky um some families are very forthcoming we get our one-to-one referrals um through our partnership primary schools that we work with in cb4 often the reason they're referred to us finances might not particularly be mentioned some families are very forthcoming and they'll immediately say I know this is an issue, but actually, I just can't, we we're struggling to deal with finances that we can't even start to deal with all the other issues and trying to parent in the way we know our, we want to parent our children because the stress 
is too much. So gently is the, is the honest answer. We start small. We we use a we do have a form we use a form called Family Star, which helps a family to address to look at all the different areas of their life and to identify which areas they feel at this time they need support with. It's not something families want to admit to often, which can be really difficult. It's embarrassing. You don't want to be asking for help. You feel you should be able to support your family yourself. They don't want handouts. Going to a food bank is a huge step for a family. Um, We often hear of families being judged for that and for asking for that help. You know, why why are they claiming benefits they shouldn't get? Why aren't they out working? These families are out working. (laughs) These these families, you know, they're just... The benefits or their work wages are just now not covering everyday basic necessities. So this year is tough and the winter's tougher. Absolutely. Um, With the increase in electricity prices, we've definitely seen a surge of families approaching us and and reaching out um we're quite terrified what that what's going to happen again as the winter winter comes in the prices are set to go up people obviously are trying to heat their homes so their electric usage is going to go up and families are already anxious and stressing about how 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 they how they're going to manage and that in itself is a, a huge distraction and load and worry so so what is the form of support that you target yourself, Teresa, and 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 what kind of issues are you responding to? If if it, that isn't too much to ask, we respond to anything <laughs> within reason. Um, when we go in with a family, we often go in with a reason they've been referred, which is often perhaps an issue with the child at school, and then we go in with quite a blank picture, really, and then it's approaching. So yeah, so we help with parent with parenting support helping with fi- the finances and benefit we link to as many organizations as we can we work with um cambridge fruit company have been absolutely fantastic um yeah we've seen <laughs> neil or ne- yeah, yeah neil and nisha have just been amazing and and the general public so that people were paying buying extra veg boxes which we were then able to deliver to our families through the pandemic um and still ongoing now not in such a wide way um donations have understandably stopped for the boxes as shops have reopened but it enabled us to take fresh fruit and vegetables and milk and bread and to so you, families. you were able to add to the support absolutely and you know even other businesses um like tesco's for example would top would top those boxes up with extra extras which is was always really was really good but our support is yeah it's vast we yeah, pretty much cover everything. That sounds really vague, but if a family, if it's something the family is struggling with, I would say though finances are top at the moment. Mental health is the next thing. We've got more and more families that are anxious, but children. It's impacting. It's hugely impacting children, and the mental health services are just not able to meet reach demand. So that's effectively a hidden challenge that that immediately is a consequence of not enough money and the worry and the pressures on dif- in different ways on different family members? Absolutely. It's a huge, yeah, I say hidden, I think it's becoming less hidden, but yeah, definitely a hidden, yeah. it, definitely a hidden, hidden challenge. You know, it's, it's very easy to say, oh, well, if you can just fix this, everything else is fine, you know, or you can just give mum a behaviour strategy to, ha- you know, to help that child's behaviour and it will be fine, but it isn't. It's, it's, never, that, it's never that simple. Um, the parents are dealing with mental health, which may, um, which can then obviously, often due to finance and lack of 
money and that's definitely exasperating it but then that impacts down on the whole on the whole family you know if your focus is on paying your bills trying to feed your children actually trying to deal with you know a child that's perhaps you know trying to just get them to do their reading or their homework in the evening it's not your it's not your priority and schools will be really feeling feeling that so so seeing it from the position of the child or some of the children any examples about some of the extra pressures they face or some of the situations that that they experience because the family hasn't got as much money as some of their friends or absolutely so yeah even today over the last couple of days we've been supporting a um, family with an ill parent um, who just didn't have didn't have any food the children are going to school without breakfast um if they're in key stage one they might be able to access a school lunch some are eligible for free school meals not all um so they're hungry if you go to school hungry your ability to to learn is massively massively reduced and that's that's affecting lots of the children going into school um their behavior is not good i don't know about you but if i've not if i've not eaten i'm not very nice to be around and you know and that's that might be on a one-off but these children are going to school every single day without having a breakfast and not knowing what they're necessarily going to get for dinner or tea when they get get home their school meal might be their meal of the day or family or their parents are missing meals in order to feed them and are the children open and willing to share with you and 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 try and see how they might contribute if there's ways that they can help raise issues in the family or do they that's a difficult question because all children are completely different some are hugely open and will immediately tell you absolutely everything and from their perspective and that's great other children really feel that impact from their parents and are very secretive about them they don't want to get their mum or dad in trouble and that's the way they you know see it what happens if what happens if I say that I've not had a meal or my family aren't feeding me? And that's a huge pressure on a child because not only are you hungry, you're also sort of making excuses or trying to cover cover up because you're not old. They're not old enough to understand that actually there is help and support out there. Um, so yeah, it's a really it's a really tricky one. Yeah, and you've got to work with the whole family as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's going to be difficult this coming winter in terms of the impacts on people. Um, how how can how can people help you? I mean, we've, we we're not a poor city, absolutely, um, and yeah. we've also got a lot of community spirit out there. Um, and you've shown it with Neil and the veggie boxes during lockdown. Um, what are some of the other ways that people might be able to help Red Hen? Yeah, so the veggie box boxing is still going. So if anyone wants to support through Neil and the veggie boxes, definitely as the winter approaches. We're going to, our demand is going to be higher. Um, the biggest thing I'd say, though, is just be kind and don't judge because there's so much judgment and that puts so much added pressure on our families. Um, from our point of view um, and all the other small charities out there, some great charities doing frontline work and support them in any way you can. They're often looking for volunteers. We're in need of um, a new finance trustee, if anyone finance wants to trustee. volunteer, or a social media expert, if anyone wants to come and help us with our social media. We try and have a go at it, but... Our concentration is on our family work. Um, Donating time, donating money, um, fundraising for us. Um, Yeah, we're always looking for volunteers for a whole wealth of things, you know, in the background stuff, but also coming along at helping our groups or helping with fundraising. Being very blunt, 
yeah, fund us, help help a help keep us going, so funding. that we can help those um, families so more directly. More funding. So. Uh, p- uh, share the, a phone number or a, an email that people might be able to uh, get in touch. And obviously, your website uh, is there um, as well. Maybe just give us the that that uh, that web address. Yeah. So our um, our web address is the red pro, uh, redhenproject.org. Um, and our email address is nice, nice and simple to go with that. It's hello at theredhenproject.org. So that's the best way of contacting us. You can access us on social media. We have a Facebook and Instagram and Twitter accounts. And we, if you message on there, they are we check those daily. We've got people there, so we will respond really quickly. But um, yeah, any support you can give is just it just goes a really long way. It's well, really appreciated. We know how much of a difference you make, and we know the importance of that partnership. So the school family with a bit more support partnership um, and uh, these are families that that need that support so so thanks for coming into the studio Teresa and for sharing that and um, we'll do our bit to see if we can raise you some funding um, <laughs> and then clearly in the winter we, we're going to see quite a bigger partnership with the councils um, I think the health authorities coming in um, and just to help the voluntary organisations and link up with the CAB, who, as you said, uh, are central in making sure everybody gets what they're entitled to. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you, Amazon. And, yeah, partnerships is the way it goes. We sort of, you know, Cambridge is a fantastic city and we all just need to come together as one one community rather than being in our sort of separate little bits. There's a lot going on, so check out other local charities too and see what you can what you can do for them it's definitely going to be needed the coming winter absolutely thanks Teresa. thank you so you're listening to cambridge 105 radio and this is lewis herbert and we're looking at one of cambridge's biggest challenges which is uh income and the rising cost of living and the economy at the moment and how that affects families and households in our city plus adding ways that you can help So I've been joined in the studio by Katrina Berryman, and Katrina is a trustee of Cambridge Aid. Katrina, what's Cambridge Aid and and how long has it been around? It's been around 140 years. Previously, it was known as Central Aid um, rather than Cambridge Aid. Um, It provides rapid, practical grants for people in need in Cambridge and the surrounding areas. And what sort of people would you expect to get in touch and what agencies do you work with? We are not judgmental. Um, We're non-sectarian. We help anybody in need. We don't have direct contact with the person in need. We rely on their support workers. Now, their support workers mainly come from the Citizens Advice Bureau or from the homeless charities around Cambridge, Cyrenians, Winter Comfort, Jimmy's, for example. And we get grants from lots of other charities around Cambridge. There are 40 in all. Red Hen, people will know about, or P3. And we get a lot of inquiries and grants from all of the council social services, the various departments. So if people are in need, they need to contact their support worker, wherever that person is, or the citizen's advice, and they will do the application for them. 
what kind of things do people get help with? Presumably, there's a lot that we don't think of that isn't food or isn't energy or isn't just basic income. What, what, well, what sort we, of things yes. do you help with? Well, we think that this is our strength and we have evidence to that. We've done a survey uh, with the support workers recently and they really complimented us on this. They were not fixed. We can help people. And I'll give you a few examples a woman with a 15-year-old daughter who was leaving an abusive relationship and she had no money. We provided her with a store card for essentials while her housing and benefits were being sorted out. Uh, I could give you lots more examples. Uh, a 42-year-old single woman who wasn't in work but four months pregnant without any support, we gave her £150 for maternity clothes. Um, the important best thing that we do is that we can be quick and if the support worker gets the application to us quickly we can reply within 72 hours so that person has their help now for those who deal with benefits it can take much longer and so it's a very important immediate help to help people until the support worker who, let's face it, they are doing the big job here in sorting out the bigger picture, the longer term, and that is what's needed. But Cambridge Aid is just a plaster that helps people uh, very quickly and to tie them over a difficult time. We've helped people with bikes. We've helped people. Recently, we had a man who was skilled and needed to have his tools replaced. And we gave him money to replace his tools so that would in turn help him get employment, get work. So I think the best strength of Cambridge Aid is that we're so flexible. We've given people money to help them to get to a family's funeral. How difficult must that be if somebody knows of a family member dying in another part of the country particularly during COVID times, and didn't have the money to get the train. So the flexibility is fantastic for people, and we do not judge. We, we um, realise how difficult life is for people at the moment, particularly with the cost of living crisis at the moment. We help wherever we can. We refuse very few grants. We generally have a rule that we give a grant to a person per year, but if their circumstances change, we will change and, and give another grant where it is needed. So it's about one-offs as well, uh, because mm. presumably the universal credit or other benefit systems, or just some people on lower income, it all goes on the, just the week-to-week -week expenses. Of course it does, yes. And all those expenses, as we know, are going up and up and up at the moment. And we will accept applications from whoever needs it. So, but in the main, it is from people from the agencies I've mentioned. We do not accept applications direct from the client. We do get inquiries from time to time, but it's it's really for the support worker. It needs to come from the support worker. And that ensures there's a chain and that the money is Well, it used. does ensure. Like we do want to, we do due diligence on our money. We have limited, we relied on funds from generous local people. And we have to ensure that the money, the limited money where we get is spent wisely and properly. Um, so we do ensure 
we have, um, it's not a very long application form, but you see the support worker would know the fuller picture. And so we rely on them to, the application form is relatively easy for them to do, but we rely on that. And um, that we do due diligence once a month, checking on grants, um, because sadly, as we know, some people could take liberties, but we, we want to prevent that happening. And roughly how many people do you help a year? Or Last year in 21, it was um, increased by up to a th- almost 1,000 grants were given wow. with a value of 140,000. And, 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 and who was, helps you? And, and Well, we get funds from various sources and this really is what we need, the point we need to make. Our applications are increasing because of all the reasons uh, we've discussed, the cost of living and how difficult it is for people. But our applications are 19% ahead year to date. And the funds we get from local generous people, but the stark reality is that we are now giving out more than we have received this year because of the demand. And grants made this year to date are 67,000 and they exceed the receipts of 36,000. So in other words, a shortfall, we need 31,000 so far to keep up with this year alone. And we do have reserves. We're a registered charity with a charity commission. But sadly, unless we get funds quickly from more generous people around the Cambridge area, we will be using too much of our reserves, which is not ideal. So give us some routes they can fund you. Our website has the link, the Just Giving link, or they can go on to Just Giving and they'll find Cambridge Aid very easily. They can send a cheque made out to Cambridge Aid and sent to the treasurer and it's care of 66 Devonshire Road, Cambridge CB1 to BL. Sharing some offices with the CAB. CAB, yes. Or they can do, which is actually what is ideal. We'd love to think people won't need these grants in a year's time, but sadly that isn't the case. But to have standing orders where people pay us a regular amount, that is superb for us because then we have the sustainability and continue. we can continue giving grants. So that's by BACS or standing order and just email, it's on our website, secretary at cambridgeaid.org. Lovely. And uh, the same www.cambridgeaid.org yes. if people want to find out more information yes. and also... Um, there's info there about helping um, by a text donation. So, yes, 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 so yes. It's certainly going to be a difficult winter. And it this is. is targeted yeah. money to people who really need it. Yes, um, yes. And uh, thank you for all that, that you do as a, as a group and um, for raising that kind of money and, and for uh, targeting it to people who really need the help. Thank you. So thank you for coming in, uh, Katrina. Um, and we'll be adding the publicity, how people can help on that. Um, and please, if you're listening, do look out Cambridge Aid. It's a local organisation that's been around for over a century. Um, and the need is just as big and growing. So Sadly, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sad it's true. That's but, true. But, but as a city, we can do a lot more. And if people can help, this is a very good way of getting it to those who really do need it. 
So I hope you've learned a lot today. There certainly is some detail in the help that's out there and uh, from Richard from the CAB on uh, various entitlements, both for everybody and for specific people. Teresa from Red Hen Project and Katrina from Cambridge Aid. Um, it, it, it's a difficult subject because the challenges are going to be big, but it's very clear that we need to think about it, all of us. I mean, we don't look often enough even at our own bank statements, and we certainly don't think through the ways that we can help our family's income. And it is a challenge which is going to be addressed more collectively with the councils and the voluntary sector working together so that we can bring together the many organisations who are making such a difference, um, but also help people, particularly when we get into the harder part of the winter, um, with the further energy uplift price um, from October. So thanks for listening. I hope you found it interesting and we'll be following up in a month's time with another programme focusing on homelessness, but also on this initiative of getting all of the organisations together. These problems have been suffered in past periods by Cambridge, but it's a unique set of challenges that are hitting uh, families. Um, some people who were just getting by, as Richard mentioned, are now really struggling. So if there are ways that you can help, um, we'll provide a list of those uh, links uh, on the Cambridge 105 Radio website, but also you can look out those lists via the CAB, the City Council, and please help if you can. Um, people could have a better winter if Cambridge rallied round and funded more assistance to people who really need help.